It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Linnell Willingham joining us in studio for an overreaction Tuesday. What's up? How are you, my man? I'm happy. Well. Happy New Year. Happy. I, I know. I'm, it's, it, a, it's a bit I have going on where for the first month of the new year, I will be saying Happy New Year. Oh, there's like a whole Larry David curb your enthusiasm thing about how after January 3rd, you shouldn't be saying Happy New Year anymore. Wow. Sorry, Larry. So I, I just feel like we need to hit that bum 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 bum. Da 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 Anyway, uh, so you're you sh- shockingly, shockingly, sir, have a take. Yeah, I do. Uh, as Mike Vrabel got fired by the Titans today, you said he should automatically catapult to the top of Washington's coaching search list. Now, when I say that, because people on Twitter go crazy, not that I want to bypass the president of football ops process if when they hire the president of football ops next week is when I think a lot of people expect that to happen I think Mike Vrabel should be catapulted to the top of that list coaches like him Craig and our listening audience aren't supposed to become available he's not available because of organizational failure there with the Tennessee Titans. The last two years is the only time during his six-year tenure they didn't have a winning season they're two years removed from an AFC championship berth. They were the number one seed in the AFC when Joe Burrow and company went to the Super Bowl. He gets the most out of his guys, man. I I am a huge Mike Vrabel stan. The only issue that I think naturally arises with Mike Vrabel and any defensive-minded candidate, as we've discussed on this show, is what happens with the offense. Because in all honesty, I think that's a big... The regression of Ryan Tannehill, him getting hurt, I think really, you know, hurt Mike Vrabel in his time in Tennessee. Obviously, they come off of a 12-win season, Craig, and they trade A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. The dumbest decision to me made by a franchise in the last two or three seasons. Because look at what uh, A.J. Have, Brown I'd have to is. look at the other candidates, but, like, yeah, obviously, that's it's not a good one. I think that was the start of the fall of Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. He did not want that to happen, obviously. Uh, doing some digging on some of the reporting out there in Tennessee, he was kind of reluctant to engage in a full-blown rebuild. And I understand that considering the early success he had while he was there. Um, he's a interesting guy. He would probably, the other 31 coaches in the NFL, not that this matters, would not want to fight Mike Vrabel. He's a tough ass. I, I love everything about him, man. Yeah. He's look, authentic. He's real. That's all. Yeah. I am a big Mike Vrabel fan as well. Yeah. Um, I think I think the counterpoints to him being the top candidate start with you just can't overcome the defense thing. And I like I'm not saying that a bad offensive coach is better than a good defensive coach. Right. But you go from Matt LaFleur to Arthur Smith to Todd Downing, and that also has something to whoever it was this year. And that has something to yeah. do with the regression. Right, and part yes. of it is yes, Tannehill, and they whiffed very badly on Malik Willis. Yeah, and Will Levis wasn't enough to like be inspiring or change the trajectory this year, where ownership felt like it was good to move forward. Defensively, I think ownership wants to move forward with Levis. It's just Vrabel. No, no, with, he with lost Vrabel, the power that's what I mean. yeah. to, to feel like he's the okay. right guy for to, to lead the young quarterback, which is obviously something to consider here. Right. Um, I think that. You know, obviously the offensive line broke down. Like a guy like Taylor Luan, who used, was yeah. an all-pro left tackle, or maybe not all-pro, but a Pro Bowl left tackle yeah. when Vrabel started, ultimately winds up retiring because of because of leg issues. Yeah, like 
the deterioration of the talent is a big deal on the offensive side of the ball, but also they didn't have a cohesive offensive plan because they kept changing coordinators. And that is the nature of hiring a defensive head coach. That said, you said something that Mm -hmm. I think is incredibly important that Logan and I have kind of circled in on over the last couple of weeks of talking about this. Toughness is got to be or has got to be the center of the culture of any winning football team. Yes, because of the nature of the sport. (laughs) Exactly. Vrabel brings that. And we're talking about like mental toughness, but also physical toughness. The ability to fight through things. I I used this earlier today. um, I think I was on AWOD's show uh, down in Richmond talking about this. And I was like, I want a team that win or lose, the opponent leaves FedEx field going, that hurt, I'm glad that's over. Ouch! Like Even if you win, you're like, damn, that sucked. Yeah. I hated that win. That was brutal. Yeah. That's the kind of team you want. That's what they built in San Francisco. That's what they built in a lot. And there's varying versions of it, mm-hmm. right? Like Miami beats you up with speed. Yeah. They still beat you up. There's a physicality to what they do that is imposing. It just, the, it's, instead of blunt force, it's speed. And so you have to have a toughness that, and I think a guy like Vrabel brings you that instantly, which is why I'd absolutely want to interview him. And there's a credibility aspect, too, because he was a darn good player during his time. And that was a lot more recent than a guy like Ron Rivera, who played in the 80s. So it's levels to it. The one thing, uh, looking at the hiring cycle as a whole, notice that there are way more strong defensive-minded candidates than there are offensive-minded candidates. And does that force a guy to get hired too early? Because people are coveting these offensive candidates. So like thinking about like Slowick. Like Slowick. And I I love Bobby Slowick because and he would be my top offensive minded candidate. So let me say that you out there. You would put him take. over Johnson. And here I will put Bobby Slowick as my top offensive candidate over Ben Johnson. And here's why. You look at what Houston did this year offensively, a lot of it centered around the quarterback. But the ability to not have a drop-off when your offensive line is battered. Nico Collins was your number one wide receiver. They just don't have a lot of talent there in Houston. And I know they're about to play in the playoffs, so I think conventional wisdom would say, yeah, it's a damn good roster. No. They're bad along the offensive line outside of Tunsil. They were banged up. They're on to their fifth or sixth center right now. Things got ugly with Houston, but Bobby Slowick, because he is a young, bright offensive mind, was able to keep things afloat. And they're the winners of their division because of it. For sure. I think yeah. what we're also going to find out, though, over the next couple of years is, is, is C.J. Stroud, like, just that dude? Is he just invincible? Like, yeah. Is he coach so, And look, you could have some of both, right? Like, Slowick could be a dude, and Stroud could be a dude in their respective positions. Right. And these they came together, and it took every bit of both of their dudeness to overcome five centers. <laughs> right. right? Like, that's that's a hell of a season they put together down in Houston. And you talk about toughness, like, D'Amico's got it. Yes. Um, but I think Slowick... I think Johnson and what they built in Detroit, the whole grit thing, like he's a part of that in a yes. bit, in a big way. The way they've drafted offensively, and, and and I just I think for me when I compare Vrabel to some of those guys, I'd rather I think also with a young quarterback have someone who's got that kind of mindset, the offensive mindset of we got to protect this guy, we got to insulate him, and also create a lot of stuff around him. And I think just the way you think about football offensively tends to tends to do that more. There's a detailed level of thinking to offensive football that you don't have defensively. Now, there are a bunch of really smart defensive coaches that yes. have that. 
Raheem mm-hmm. Morris has been working with Sean McVay for a he's long time. He's been a pass and, game coordinator before. Yeah, and like, he, he's yeah. coached on the offensive side. He wasn't particularly good at it, which I think is probably – people just like to throw it out there. It's like, oh, well, he coached both sides. It was like, there's a reason he went back to defense. But he has had to think yes. about the game that way. And, you know, whether it's with Kyle and, and everybody go, going against them in practice here or yeah. with Sean, like, he has, he has got that experience. A guy like D'Amico going, you know, working under Kyle in San Francisco, I think matters. Salah's got it in New York. Um, in a way that I think matters, and unfortunately his D- hands are tied by Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Aaron Rodgers has a, a dead weight on, uh, tied to him, uh, not known as the Pat McAfee show, and uh, what he <laughs> I does I would love there. to hear your thoughts on that too, man. <laughs> I think we should stop giving certain people attention. Well, uh, and also true, also letting them hire offensive coordinators like Nate Hackett. Mm. So, um, okay, I'll do respect to Nate Hackett, who's a very nice man, but he's not good. <laughs> Off at the, the top rope, Hoffman. Um, but like, I hear you though. That's the thing for me is just like I would rather have the offensive guy still. If I'm going to hire a defensive guy, I think Vrabel shoots pretty high to the top of my list. I think your guy McDonald in Baltimore mm-hmm. is also a pretty innovative thinker um, and brings a lot of juice and energy. The good thing is like I just think there's a lot of good candidates. And we you know we hit this every year yeah. where it feels like, oh, of course, we haven't seen them do it yet. But it does really feel like this year is a little bit different. So obviously good for the commanders to be in the market. Obviously, the first task is to hire a front office person. Uh, we'll get you some of the latest names and uh, Linnell's takes on that. Plus, if there's any leftover uh, takes from the Ron Rivera Whoa. era, uh, we'll, we'll pick, we'll pick his that. brain. Uh, it's Overreaction Tuesday. Uh, the takes keep flying next on the Hoffman Show on the Team 980. And always live on the free Odyssey app. First, a look at what's trending.